I want to turn my attention here to an opinion piece that was written for the CBC, but I think it's very important we bring this message to you as well. Um, it's about the broken disability support system and how it is needlessly costing Canadians millions. It's harming mental health. It's having an effect on employers. And uh, you should know about it. Uh, here to talk about her piece, Dr. Pamela Valentine. She's president and CEO of the Multiple Sclerosis Society of Canada. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, this is such a good read. You're saying that a broken disability system where Canadians are deprived of their livelihoods and often suffer detrimental effects to their mental health is uh, having, uh, you know, uh, effects on so many different areas of our lives, from mental health to our uh, employment. Can you get into um, what you're talking about here exactly? Yeah. So for the person living with MS, they often have an episodic uh, form of disability. In other words, for periods of time, they are not able to um, work, and then they get better and uh, and can work. And the disability system in Canada currently really has sort of an on and off switch that doesn't allow somebody to come in and out of the system as truly needed. And so people, I think, end up once in the system um, feel that they end up having to stay in it as opposed to coming out when they are well and able to work. Yeah, the, you say that uh, episodic disability, uh, there are more than just people with multiple sclerosis uh, that are uh, suffering from this. There are uh, various people with different types of cancers, diabetes, acute arthritis, uh, yeah. mental health conditions, epilepsy, migraines. Uh, it, it just goes on and on and on. There are so many people that are um, really disabled, but not all the time, that are being affected by our broken system. The report says... 1.6 million Canadians self-report as having episodic disability. So this kind of leaves you in limbo. It's costing us a lot of money because I can understand where, you know, first knee-jerk reaction for someone that doesn't deal with episodic disability is, well, you know, if we gave, uh, if we supported everyone that is, uh, you know, not always disabled, that it costs us a lot of money. But it's already costing us a lot of money when it comes to things like EI. Can you tell us how? Yeah, I think it is costing us more money than is necessary. So what, what we hear from MS uh, patients, and it's true of all, all those other uh, disabilities, those disease conditions that you've, you've just mentioned, is that they want to work when they're well. And so having to stay within a system and continue to cost the system at a greater dollar value just doesn't make sense. They're, they're wanting to be productive in society, and they have the capacity to do so. Um, so if we were to give the system uh, a flexibility that, that would allow them to do so, so, I think it would save us a lot of money. And it would do a lot for the, the person um, and, and how they're living their lives. Um, if you're wanting to work, uh, you know, I think from a mental health perspective, your ability to uh, keep yourself well and, and, and work at those times is, is really important to the person. Yeah, so we're losing a lot of uh, uh, potentially amazing uh, workers here. Our workforce is yeah. suffer uh, suffering a lot. Uh, talk about what this means to employers. Well, I think it's tough for employers, for sure. But I also think that when you have an employee who's dedicated and whom you have have recognized and, uh, and appropriately made flexible uh, work arrangements for, you have a great employee. And the, the overall uh, value that that gives to your, your business, I think, probably outweighs the, the need to have those flexible arrangements. 
Um, I know we do at the MS Society. We, we have a lot of individuals who are living with MS. Um, and those are some of our most dedicated employees because we make flexible work arrangements for them. So it's a catch-22. You've got yeah. one of these episodic um, disabilities. So uh, unless you uh, decide that, you know, if, if 20% of your time you can't work, unless you decide you're off the whole time, you're not getting any supports financially. Yeah, exactly. And when you try to go back into the system, if you decide to work for a period of time, you, you basically have to start all over again. And so from that perspective, people get afraid that they won't be able to get back into the system in an appropriate way. Okay. So you're also saying this is actually causing a, costing Canada a lot of money when it comes to lost productivity. Yeah. Well, we did a, a report with the, the Conference Board of Canada to try and estimate um, what the cost of creating some of these flexible situations within the, the system. But we know that the estimated productivity loss is in the billions. So what is the fix to this? I mean, it, it, it seems like a very easy question for me to throw at you when we're talking <laughs> about it's affecting, you know, employers, it's affecting our workforce, it's affecting EI, uh, yeah. it's affecting people's mental health, which is costly as well. Yeah, I think there's two things that we really need to think about. I think it's the flexibility of entering and leaving the system and and maintaining sort of the memory of who you are within that system would be enormously helpful. And the coordination of the the various support systems across the federal and provincial uh, governments would, I I think, to create those kinds of systems that would allow people to, to get the support they need when they need it and not when they don't need it. Is one of the biggest problems the fact that these support systems are operating within silos? Totally, totally within silos. And um, I think I think there's a reasonable way to do this. It sounds like a big job. So how do you how do you propose we tackle the job then? Well, we we, we supported a, a member's motions, motion 192 this last year. Dr. Or David Yordega uh, supported it. And I think there's some very rational recommendations by p- people that are experts in the system that have been made. So I think following some of those recommendations could be some very good first steps to, to making change. Why have we not been hearing more about this broken system until now? Because somebody else brought this up. I think the premier is uh, working on um, crafting a new, there's there's some sort of new legislation that deals with episodic disability as well. And, and the terminology was super important that they got it right. Yeah. So for the very first time this last year, we have had accessibility legislation uh, in the country passed. And uh, we were thrilled, as were many of the other organizations who are dealing with uh, episodic disability, to have that recognized for the very first time as part of our definition of disability. So I I think we have been hearing about it. Organizations like ours and other similar organizations have been hearing about it from those that we're serving for a long time. I think what's happening now is that those organizations have begun to work together. And so that perhaps the voice has gotten a little bit louder and we've continued to try to bring really good information and potential solutions to government. And I, I, I hope that's the game changer. Dr. Valentine, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for making some time for us. Well, thank you so much for um, having me here and, uh, and and bringing this issue to the table. Have yourself a fantastic afternoon. Thank you. You too. Cheers. That's Pamela Valentine. You're listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. She is the president and CEO of the Multiple Sclerosis Society of Canada, wrote this great op-ed 
about the fact that we are dealing with a broken disability support system and it's costing us a lot of money. It's not only costing us uh, workforce, uh, you know, it, it's costing us some cash. So we have to start thinking of all, all of these support systems as as something that needs to be coordinated and in a big way, in a big hurry. It's Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.